0: Well good morning, good morning, good morning. Okay, well look, can I uh, encourage you to open your Bibles if you have them at Ephesians chapter 5 and uh, particularly I'd like you to find verse 21, verse 21. And uh, this morning we are going to take a look at this verse. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now some weeks, It's great, isn't it, to take a whole bunch of scripture, a whole number of verses, and to work our way through that, and I really do enjoy doing that. But actually, other times, it's good, you know, just to focus on one verse, and that's what we're going to do today. So, you're going to come with me today on this one-verse journey? We're going to try, and we're going to try and squeeze as much juice as we possibly can out of this verse together. Okay? Uh, Now... I think it's also important that we take a look at this verse because the rest of the letter that we're looking at, the the letter to the Ephesians, is going to be looking at areas where Christians are required to submit. And uh, uh, so it's important we understand what submission is about. And In fact, actually, uh, the letter also goes on to talk about another area and it says it's really important that you don't submit in this area. So there are times when we need to submit as Christians and other times when we definitely do not submit. He's talking about not submitting to the devil. Okay, so I think it's really important then that we chew on this subject for a while. We just have a look at it. We get some sort of core understanding of what submission, what on earth is it about? What is it and what isn't it? Now, the other thing I'd say about this verse is that I know it's one verse, but it contains a huge amount, actually, when you begin to dig into it. The first word I would suggest to you in our current context is pretty explosive. This word, submit, submission. Whoa, no, that's not a good word for most people. And actually, when you begin to look at this word, submit, It also kind of goes into the territory, really, of authority, doesn't it? Because you have to submit to authority. So it kind of implies a little bit of conversation around authority. And then the other thing that it implies, if you are going to voluntarily submit, is humility. Doesn't it? So the first word, then, here we go. We've got submission, authority, and humility. All of our favorite words up there on one screen together. Isn't that a joy to see that? I'll oh, be rubbing our hands together. Oh, good. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now, all of these words have really negative connotations, don't they, today? Uh, uh, and I suspect even as <laughs> you're reading these words up there on the screen, word association is now going off in your head, left, right, and center as you're looking at these. But let's play a little game. Come on, let's do it. So when I say the word submission, what do you think of? One word answers. Slavery. Wow. Don't, don't, don't hold back there. that's <laughs> S- Yes. Uh, defeat I think you could say by a stronger party Um, vulnerability would you say possibly even vulnerability to abuse would you say that oh you're being very polite this morning okay submission so if I say the word authority what do you think of rules yeah discipline power yes power Yeah, I I think increasingly, though, in the world, if you said the word authority, because of what we have seen, people would say things like corruption, personal gain, hypocrisy, you know, the whole kind of uh, COVID gate thing, party gate thing. Do you remember that? All that happened, you know, one rule for one, but one rule for another. that's what people would probably point to when they look to authority. What about humility? What do you think of? When you think of humility, what's generally the association with humility? Weakness, yes. Lack of power. I thought somebody was going to say doormat. I I mean, honestly, that is the kind of association that that goes off. I think you've been quite polite this morning, actually. But these are the kind of. Now, it's important for us to understand that that is how we think when we look at these words. Because the Bible uses these words a lot, doesn't it? You go through the New Testament, these words crop up on a fairly regular basis. And it's very important that we understand that we have a biblical view of these words, not a worldly view of these words. Because otherwise, we've immediately started to color the scriptures in with our own kind of worldly understanding and think, oh, that's not good. Because the Bible doesn't refer to these three words in the way that we just have just there in that negative way on the contrary these are very positive words and hopefully by the end of this talk today I will have reinforced in at least a couple of these areas some more positive I hope more biblical view of these words okay that's the goal now I said I was going to take a look at one verse But you know that's not true, don't you? Obviously, that's not going to happen. Because we have to look at things in context. And I've sort of looked about, I've spoken to you about what's going to happen after, where the areas that Paul is going to look at. But what did Paul talk about just before? So we'll start at verse 15, just to get some context. When you read the Bible, context is king, isn't it? Quite dangerous sometimes just to pull one verse out. You can do that, but you just have to be a little bit careful with it. So we're going to have a look at the context. So verse 15 starts like this. Paul says this, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here's our verse, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Right, so that helps us with a bit of context to this verse. And the context here is there. Paul is giving some advice to people, to these Ephesians, and he's saying I'm going to tell you how you can walk wisely. And I'm going to show you how you can avoid walking unwisely. And he gives a whole list of things there. And then eventually he gets to our verse. And he says, if you want to live wisely as a Christian, one of the things you will learn to do is to submit to one another. Oh. Now, I've got to say to you, I I don't think I would have made that connection. If somebody had said to me, Adam, could you define what wise Christian living is? I don't think that would have made it in. I would have said, well, you know, you pray and you believe and you you prophesy and you do all that sort of stuff. but, But submitting to one another, is that really wise? Yeah, yeah. The Bible is saying if you want to live a wise life, one of the things you need to include in there is submitting to one another. Yeah, you're looking like I felt during the week. (laughs) What? Really? When uh, the great preacher Lloyd-Jones was looking at this uh, passage, his reference point is not verse 15 like mine is. His uh, reference point is verse 18 here. And he says, Be filled with the Spirit. And then he says... The rest of this verse uh, here is referring to what happens to you when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says this. Here are the signs. The first thing that happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit is that you start to worship more. You want to worship corporately and you want to worship individually. God, I just love you. I'm filled with the Spirit. I love you. Second thing, he says, you start to give thanks more. When you're filled with the Spirit, yeah, I want to give thanks third thing he says is you submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, I've got to say, I, I don't really get... The first two I see, when I, what was it like for you when you were filled with the Spirit? Did you want to worship? I hope so. Did you want to give thanks? Yes. Did you want to submit to each other? Did I miss that one? I kind of that wasn't really in the thing for me at all I but but here is the bible telling us it's giving us a, a, an indicator to something the bible is elevating this quality of mutual submission it is clearly something to be aspired to hope church this is something we're meant to be going for When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, what happens is worship, thanksgiving, and mutual submission. Oh, right. Yeah. What's happening here? Now, uh, one of the things perhaps I should just throw in here, just to help you with your confusion a bit. Do you remember the historic context to this letter? Do you remember we said that the church in Ephesus in the first century was comp- comprised of two different people groups? Do you remember? Now, who were the two people groups? Jews, yes, and Greeks, absolutely. And how did these two groups get on? Not well, not well at all. In fact, they both of them thought they were superior to the other one, and so they would look down on the other one. You know, basically, you are rubbish, we are great. And you've got two groups of people doing that to each other. It doesn't end well, and there was violence, actually. There was so much tension, there was violence. So Paul is speaking into this church, and he's saying, I want you in particular to learn how to put others first. Imagine this coming to a proud Jewish man, and he's told, you know that Gentile Greek bloke? I want you to submit to him. (laughs) <laughs> that would not have gone damn well. What is Paul doing? He's teaching these people to think differently. You, you have a history of thinking in a certain way. You have a history of thinking like a Jew. You have a history of thinking like a Greek. But now you're in Christ. And one of the things you've got to do is think differently differently. Do you know an essential part of your progress here today, you, is for you to start thinking differently when the scripture brings truth to you. If you want to make progress in Christ, this is not an option. The Bible talks about the renewal of your minds. Did you come across that? The Bible talks about your minds have got to be renewed. Renewed. Paul is encouraging these people to have renewed minds towards one another. What does renewal of the mind look like? Well, I think it looks like this. Changing your opinion. That's what renewed minds look like. I used to think this, now I think that. It's not that complicated really, is it? It's changing your mind. That's renewal of the mind. The scriptures have come. I used to think this, but the scriptures have come. I I read this. Oh, I need to change my mind. Well, I won't think that anymore. I'll think this. Has that demystified the renewal of the mind for you? Let me ask you a question. What do you like at changing your mind? Any good at it? No? Well, I know that about you. That's fine, obviously. It's an important thing for us to be able to do, to move forward as Christians. You've got to be able to change your mind. Let me, it's another, so it's a nicer way of basically saying, how stubborn are you? <laughs> are you really stubborn? That's not going to work out well. You're not going to progress as a Christian if you are. I wonder if we need to start thinking differently about submitting to one another. Okay, let's take a look then at what submitting to one another looks or really means and why we should do it. So I think this, uh, f- this scripture is referring really to two things. The first thing I think it's referring to is submitting to people in church who have been given an area of authority in church. And honoring it. So let me give you an example. So imagine that you are a house group leader, okay? You've suddenly been, you've been promoted, right? And you are now a house group leader in this church. And you have come this morning to worship. Well done. That's very good. Setting a good example. It's a house group leader. Excellent. And you are here. And it was Dave leading this morning. I, it was Dave leading. He was so quiet about it. I wasn't sure, actually. But yes, no, it was Dave leading this morning. So, so what's happened is Dave has set the songs. He said, we're going to start by singing this song, and then uh, we're going to sing the next song, and then, uh, you know, and this is how often we're going to sing it, and then I've decided we're going to now stop that song, someone else will do something else, and then he'll work his way through the list, and he'll bring it to an end. You, as the house group leader, sing the songs. What have you just done? You have submitted to his authority. Do you see what I mean? Hello? Right, okay. It's not complicated. If we're struggling with this, we really will be in trouble. Yeah, so, so you have submitted to his authority. You haven't decided to sing your own song. Right, I'm going to sing Yellow Submarine because I always do. No, no, you, you submit to his authority. However, during the week, you decide to go to house group. Uh, sorry, Dave decides to go to house group. And he ends up at your house group. You have decided that you're going to do a review of the preaching. You're going to pray for five people and you're going to read two scriptures. And when Dave comes, he he said, Okay. So he joins in the conversation. He reads the scripture that he's asked to. He has now submitted to you. So you submitted to him. Now he submits to you. Do you see what I mean? It's not complicated. So I think that's the first thing it's referring to. We submit to each other when we are given different areas. So, I mean, even this morning, I might be an elder in the church, but I submitted to Dave. See what I mean? So we we submit when it's appropriate. What's the second thing? The second thing is this. I think Paul is talking about not being stroppy and difficult bluntly he's saying he's saying don't be a person that is insistent that everyone has to do your thing all the time it's not your way is the only way and otherwise i'm going to get all wearing i'm going to get all upset about it <clears throat> it's about being a people that don't take offense a, a all the time when their opinion is not picked up I've had people say to me, I'm so offended. I told you what we should do and we're not doing it. I thought, yeah, because it was a rubbish idea. <laughs> so we're not doing it. But, I, but you haven't done it. Correct. They're very upset about that. Whoa. Don't be a person that is like that. Don't be the person that always thinks you know better. It's about being having a willingness to respect and honor other people it's about putting others first it's what he's talking about submitting to others authority that's really what he's i think referring to not being the having this desire to get your way or be the boss all the time now we could probably look at these two areas in a little bit more detail but Actually, I think there's one thing that we must look at this morning that is really important, that undergirds this verse like nothing else, and that is humility. I want to spend the rest of the morning really looking at humility. See, if you are going to voluntarily submit to someone else, you do need at least some degree of humility, don't you? <clears throat> and I would suggest that this call to submit to one another is actually a call to humility, about living a life of humility. Hope Church, I believe God is calling us today to have a heart that is humble. I want that to land freshly on you today. God is calling us today To have a heart that is humble. In uh, Peter uh, talks about this. He said he puts it like this. He says, "Clothe yourself with humility." It's an instruction. Clothe yourself with humility towards one another. It's the same meaning. Be humble. Clothe yourself. Put it on. You know the Bible talks about putting certain things on and to turning, uh, getting certain things off you. This is one of the things to put on. Clothe yourself with humility. Interesting as well, isn't it, that this verse... Hello, are you with me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's interesting, isn't it, that this verse also gives us the motivation, the reason why we should submit. It says we submit to one another, we show humility to one another, because we want to show reverence for Christ. Now, what is reverence? Reverence is respect and honor. So, in order to respect and honor Jesus, we submit to one another. Now, question. Why does me submitting to you and you submitting to me show respect and honor to Jesus? Why does it do that? It does it because it copies his example. He... Jesus is the example of humility. He is the example of putting others before himself, isn't he? Just, just he came, didn't he? To serve, not to be served. Think about that for a minute. This is the son of God. He made you. <laughs> he made you out of dust, out of nothing. And he made everything. And he came. Not to say, uh, hello chaps, I'm God and I want a bit of respect, please. Which, to be honest, he would be totally entitled to he didn't do that he came to serve us i mean that's what is that but he did he set an example you know there's that great song that says he put aside his majesty do you remember that song is that a graham kendrick song is that a thousand years old now probably is yeah you wouldn't know it it talks about putting aside, he laid aside his majesty. That's a great way of seeing it. God Almighty, clothed in glory, takes off his glory, puts on flesh, and he's born into a mucky world. So when we behave like him, when we show humility, what we're doing is honoring God because we are copying his behavior. Now, the other thing is this I don't think we understand humility very quickly. Uh, one of my, I probably shouldn't, but one of the passages that I laugh more at than anything else in the Bible is when Jesus washes the feet of the disciples. I don't think that's a classic response. Uh, to be fair, uh, to washing the feet. I'm not, not sure that would go down well in some circles. But I find it hilarious. I find it hilarious because of Peter's response. He can't cope with it. Peter's a funny guy. He really is a funny guy. So he, he just gets in a total muddle. And uh, so Jesus, as we know, takes off his outer garments. It's an extraordinary display of humility. Humility. Jesus, the son of God, takes off his outer garments and he washes the feet of his disciples. That is the act only a servant would do. And Peter can't cope with this. What are you doing? You are not a servant. You are the king. I can't cope with you doing this. Jesus has to calm him down a bit. And then after it's all finished, he puts his clothes back on and he asks him a question. And he says this, do you understand what I've just done for you? Do you understand the act of humility that I have just performed? Do you understand what this means? The example that I have set, I am the son of God, the king of kings, yet I have done this. This is how I expect you to behave. He's saying to his disciples, I've set the model. If you want to follow me, this is what you do too. Why does Jesus have to ask the question, do you understand that? I think he has to ask the question because the human heart hates this stuff. The human heart wants to be the position of honor. It does not want to be in a position of servanthood. You want me to be a servant? No, 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 no. You must have got that wrong. No, no. Jesus says, this is the model I'm setting. And I'm going to have to (laughs) spell it out for you. Do you understand it? Because I know your hearts hate it. I don't know if you've ever done a study on humility, the Bible. Do you do studies? Really good. Have you, have, you, have you come across BibleGateway.com? I hope so. I hope so. I recommend that you do, okay? And you just put a word in there, and it brings up all the different scriptures where this word is shown. And I did that with humility. And when you begin to study, you realize just how valuable this This quality of humility is to God. Have you got any idea of how God sees humility? There are some massive principles associated with humility. Massive. Let's have a look at some of them. So here are some of the scriptures I looked at. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his ways. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Boy, that's worth just stopping on for a minute. Do you want to be exalted or do you want to be humbled by God? If you want to be exalted, clothe yourself with humility. The Lord lifts up the humble, he casts the wicked to the ground. When, the pride, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but the hum, uh, with the humble is wisdom. Towards the scorners, he is scornful, but to the humble, he gives favor whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of God so this is what God does for the humble then as a result of those scriptures he exalts them he leads them he teaches them he lifts them up he gives them wisdom he grants them favor and he makes them great in the kingdom of God do you see what a piece of gold humility is in the kingdom of God? Do you want this stuff? No? Not that bothered on the back row? Fair enough. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I do. I want this stuff. And, and God says, yeah, this is what comes to the humble. Wow. Okay. Humility is an incredible quality in the kingdom of God. It's clearly highly prized by God. God loves it. He seems to be drawn towards it. He responds to it. He, he rewards it. Yet in the world that we have grown up in and are probably more influenced by, humility is nothing, isn't it? People just say, why would you do that? You've got to assert yourself. You've got to be, you've got to, you know, you've got to strike your stuff, you've got to push yourself forward, you've got to get yourself a website. You've got to get yourself on Facebook, and then you've got to photoshop each of those pictures so you look fantastic in each one. Oh, you do that, do? You? <laughs> you've got to exalt yourself so that people will say, "Oh, this is someone substantial." Yeah, we'll follow them. Do you know what the Bible says? God exalts the humble. God exalts the humble. Do you want to be exalted? Let me ask you a question. How are you doing on humility? If you're not doing very well on it, you're probably in very good company, okay? So don't panic. But it's it's crucial. It's gold in our lives. Now, one of the things I'm not going to do today is I'm not going to explain exactly what humility is. That is something I need, think you need to work out. I mean, you mustn't fall down the r- rabbit hole of thinking, you know, call it uh, Smith, uh, not Smith, because, um, who was the evangelist? Whitfield, Whitfield. When he was a young man, he got into a muddle with this and so would go around telling himself regularly that he was a worm. I'm a worm. Don't forget today that you are a worm. Okay, he got muddled. He thought that was humility. That is not humility, that's stupidity. So we've got to work out, and remember, Jesus is your model. Jesus is your model. Keep your eyes on him, and he will teach you what humility is and what it isn't. Because Jesus spoke out very strongly at times, isn't he? So we've got to work out what it is. I would ask you this week, can you get yourself before God? The reason I ask you to do this stuff is because I want you to go deeper with God, okay? So I'm going to ask you to do a little bit of homework this week. I'd like you to get yourself before God, and uh, I would like you to ask him, how am I doing with humility? Can you show me how to make progress in this area? Now, Be careful when you pray a prayer like that. Because he'll help you. Yes, sometimes you, you pray prayers not really expecting an answer. But with, with prayers, prayers like this, they do tend to get answered quite quickly. Oh yeah, I'll show you what humility is. But it's gold. It's gold. 1 Peter 5 talks about submitting ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Or oh, It says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand hand of God that in time he may exalt you you know Peter 5 also talks about God resisting the proud that's the other half of humility God resists the proud but he exalts the humble let me ask you a question how you doing with God at the moment Uh, Do you feel that he is a bit distant? Do you feel God is distant? Do you feel that nothing seems to be working at the moment? Do you feel that some of the things you hoped would take off have not taken off? Do you feel that like you've got a whole bunch of gifts and you're asking God, why are you not using these incredible gifts that you've given me? Why are they not just flowering? Why are you not saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to use you? God... Resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. See, God's not going to permit you to grow if you are proud. He will keep you going round and round and round and round. Humility is not an option in the kingdom. I want to say this as well uh, Pride is sometimes can be very hidden in our lives. Um, uh, Rachel and I were talking about three different people, none of whom are in this church. He says quickly, <laughs> who are very broken. They're very broken people, and they know they are. But actually, as we've got to know them, what we've realized is that they've worked very hard in other areas to try and compensate for their brokenness. And actually, what they demonstrate is huge amounts of pride. But if you said to that person, do you think pride is an issue? They'd say, are you kidding? I'm broken. I'm just rubbish. Pride can be hidden. And pride is a killer. I wonder if there's pride God is wanting to challenge in some of you. Ian was talking about ladders this morning. What ladder are you going up? Okay. So I believe this morning is a call to us to exhibit and to press into this area of humility. But it's also a a call this morning to put down, to identify and to put down pride. That's what God is wanting to leave us. If you are a believer here this morning, finally, just want to say this. Maybe you're watching this this morning, or maybe you're here and you're not a believer. Or maybe you're a very backslidden believer. And I just want to challenge you. Is it pride that's holding you back from putting up your hand and saying, Do you know what? I've made a mistake and I need to return. Is it pride? Simple pride. Well, I don't want to admit I made a mistake. I want to say to you today, today is the day for you to say, put down your pride It's killing you. God wants to set you free. He is a good God. But you are going to have to show some humility to come back to him. If you're not a believer, I just want to urge you, don't let pride get in the way. Don't say, oh, you know, I, I sort of know it's true, but I don't really want to. We are running an alpha course at the moment. It's on Wednesday nights there is still plenty of room for you to come. It's a great opportunity for you to ask questions. Let's pray together and then we'll end. Father, I thank you that you are a good God. Father, I thank you that there are really no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you that you're a God who sees into our hearts. You know what we're like. We can't hide pride from you. And we can't, we can't uh, uh, fake humility either. Father, I'm asking that from today, there will be a fresh shaping of your church into a humble church. Lord, where there's uh, issues with pride, uh, I'm asking, Father, those issues will tumble, please, over the next few days. Please, would you put your finger on those things? Please, would you start to bring some repentance in our lives? God, we want to be people that hear your word and learn to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Help us to work that out even the next few weeks, months, years. Help us to be a church that's got the flavor of Christ on it. Lord, not just the... uh, uh, not lack things that you want us to have. Holy Spirit, would you fall freshly on us, I pray. Help us this week as we ponder this whole issue of humility, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Bless you. Okay, well, that draws us to a close. Um, If you would like prayer this morning, particularly if you're sick in your body, there'll be some people over here by the banner that would love to pray for you. Please come forward. There's tea and coffee served at the back. Bless you. Have a great rest of the day.